is the 210 Podcast, where we show you how to have more as a busy professional woman while still enjoying the mommy life. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Steele and Dr. Carol Broxton. Welcome again to our podcast listeners. We're so glad you stopped by and we hope this podcast brings you a renewed perspective on being a busy mom. So Carol, it's been a busy, busy week. I'm sure you can relate, right? Never a moment. None ever, including when we're recording our podcast and we just have all these fun things that happen, like dropping our grapes and strawberry snack all over the place or (laughs) spilling water on our computers, you know, fun things like that. (laughs) Oh, yes, I definitely understand. Yes, I tell people all the time, I can't make up my life. It's just, I'm not that creative. So it it really (laughs) happened. Like what I experienced, it actually happened. So Carol, I know I told you before, but I'm not sure if our audience knows that I'm a political candidate for the North Carolina state legislature. So I'm a politician as well. That's one of my other job descriptions. Did you know that? Yes. And I take my head off. I take my head off and that blows my mind that you can balance and juggle everything that you do and add to that a podcast. You are doing an amazing job. Well, this podcast, thank you, first of all, but this podcast provides me with a little bit of therapy. So I have to be selfish with podcasts (laughs) because it's therapeutic to the busy life, right? So I am happy to report that I just had my second election. I did win my primary and now I go on to the general election in November. So I'm super excited about it. Well, thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. So I know that's going to come with a lot of hard work and my team and I are ready, but, you know, just wanted to put that out there to the, to the people that, you know, being a podcaster is serious, but I'm also a candidate for office and that's serious to me as well. So thank you all for your support. <laughs> Carol, February came and went and it, it's literally my favorite month. And so one of the things that makes it so special to me is because it contains my favorite non-official holiday. And so my favorite non-official holiday is Valentine's Day. Now, oh. I know we're in the month of March, but we're going to talk about Valentine's Day and how it relates to date night. So. The topic for today is date night. Whether you're single, married, or speaking, we're talking about date night. Now, of course, I'm going to be a little biased toward married people or couples that are dating or engaged and, you know, spending a lot of time with their partner. But in general, you know, I just want to talk about dating. And so we're going to kind of jump into that topic a little bit. So I want to tell you about a recent experience I had with my husband, and that was we went to Jamaica. And so, yes, girl, we had such a great time. The trip had been planned for at least eight months or I'm sorry, talked about for about eight months. And you know how you tell someone, oh, let me know when you're going here or there and, you know, include us in your plans and we'll think about going. Our friends included us in those plans. And we've been talking about it for almost two or three years now. But then the last eight months, we started to get a little serious And then about six months ago, they invited us to a couple's retreat, like a small, intimate couple's retreat. And it was in Jamaica at another friend, mutual friend, which we've become, you know, friends, but a mutual connections like property that they own. So it's called the Point of View Villa and Spa. And their theme is radical hospitality. I've never heard that before, but it's radical hospitality. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, that's new for me. Okay. Learning something new. 
So radical hospitality literally means they take care of your every need in more of a concierge style level of hospitality. And so mm-hmm. we had chefs who cooked all of all of our food. We oh. didn't have to worry about transportation. We didn't have to worry about if we went out to eat, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of like an all-inclusive retreat. But that radical hospitality was evidenced in the property where we stayed and we stayed with the owners and they were phenomenal. Their names are Ronnie and Yannick Redwood. And they're so amazing. But the term radical hospitality is just something I've never heard of and something I will never, ever forget because they took care of us. So we had kind of like a date for the entire time we were there. So as husbands and wives, we all kind of dated our spouse. Everywhere we went, we had a date and it was just so amazing, just such an intimate time with my husband. And we needed that because we've had, you know, just stress and going on in our family, just a lot of stuff. And so that time was especially important for us. So Carol, what was kind of your last romantic getaway with your husband, whether that was in state or out of state? What was y'all's last romantic getaway? We took, let me see, I think it was no last year of November, we had, being intentional, we went to a conference or retreat called Weekend to Remember. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. How did you like mm-hmm. it? It was really good. It was, it's promoting marriages and they had different topics every day. We stayed on a resort in Florida near Destin area. Really yeah. pretty, really beautiful. And the topics were phenomenal. Talking about marriage, the ups, the downs and how to make it work and dealing with your children and different perspectives. They had us all in a, um, like site classes together with as a presentation. And then they had separate classes with the wives and the husbands. It was phenomenal. Really, really enjoyed it. And like you said, sometimes you need to stop what you're doing and just get away. We work really hard and we really deserve to get back together, to get back on one accord and kind of stop being busy and just really enjoy each other. And those topics were great. I suggest it to anyone and they have those conferences throughout the United States. Really, really good for us. Yeah. And so what we'll do is we'll have the show link in our show notes. We'll have the links to both the Point of View Villa Spa and then also to Weekend to Remember because we have looked into going before and we've never attended, but I do want to go. So I'm glad you were able to attend. Yes, I definitely would suggest that. Yes. So one of the other things that, of course, we, you know, we talked about Jamaica, we talked about Weekend to Remember. One of the other things that we want to make sure we discuss on this particular episode is that concept of date night and why it's important. So date night to me is the opportunity to stop and focus on your spouse or your significant other or your loved one or your partner. And as you focus on them, the goal is to reestablish intimacy, right? That mental intimacy and connection with one another so that you can restore wherever you were or get back to where you were or go further in your relationship, but then also continue to build the strength in your relationship because you're going to need it for when the tough times come. And then you're also going to want to enjoy each other when there are no tough times, but you just enjoy each other's company. And, you know, that's why you started dating or talking (laughs) or a couple in the first place. So date night reminds you of your commitment to one another. It reminds you of the intimacy you're trying to build. 
And it reminds you of why you started liking that person in the first place. So Carol, what is date night to you? Like, what does it mean to you? What does it signify? To reconnect. It gives you opportunity to reconnect because like you were saying, you're so busy and pulled in so many directions. You wear so many hats and sometimes you're just kind of passing each other by trying to get things working as this team. You pick up the kids, you drop them off, you go get this, you go get that, you have engagements and it makes you stop and reconnect and remember your purpose. Okay, why are we in this together? So it helps you refocus and just a typical date night Example for me is we'll just go maybe on a Friday night, go out to eat and take a stroll in a park and do a walk. And we're talking, you know, different topics and encouraging each other and, you know, just uplifting each other, getting in a good laugh. And we try not to talk about the kids, but some kind of way, some reason, the conversation (laughs) always goes back to those kids. And sometimes you have to kind of shake yourself. It's like, we've been away from the kids and now we're starting to talk about the children. But yeah, so you, sometimes you have to fight for it. So yes, it is so important for you to just reconnect because sometimes you can just feel like you're pulling away from each other with everything going on. You have to say, no, we're a team and we're fighting for each other. And, you know, sometimes it feels like you against the kids, you against the job, you against the business, right. but you're a team and, and it brings you back together and reconnect. Right. And so on that note of reconnection, That's why it's so important to have date night regularly. And so I'm always surprised when people say, you know, I haven't had a date with my husband or my wife, but mostly I talk to women and they say my husband in months, you know, months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I'm so accustomed to having time with my husband, whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner or, you know, any time during the day because we have flexible schedules. But No matter what time of day it is, I'm so accustomed to having some time with my spouse that uh, literally it may be two times a week or three times a week that I can't fathom months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to, if we want to grow our relationships and want them to get better, then we and stronger, then we have to be very intentional about date night. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. So, so important. Can't be taken for granted. Right. And so I would recommend that everyone has at least a biweekly, you know, worst case scenario, biweekly, which is every two weeks, but weekly date night if possible. And so just establish that every X day, whether it's Friday or every Saturday or every Sunday afternoon, we're going to go on a date. And so my husband and I, you know, we have very busy schedules, although they're flexible, they're still very busy because we're both entrepreneurs or I'm an entrepreneur, he's a pastor, but you know, we're both in that space of serving people all the time. And so we have very flexible schedules, but they're very demanding and busy. And then we still have kids to attend to, obviously. So what we do is we pick a day and we try to, or a, a set of days. And so we try to do something during the week and then we try to do something on the weekend. Now, lately the weekends just haven't worked. So we haven't been able to do like every Friday or every Saturday or every Sunday. But what we have been able to do is something during the week. And so right now, because of the season in our life, those have to be the date nights. And so, or the date days or the date mornings or the date lunches. And that's sufficient. Now, eventually we will get back to our Fridays and our Saturday nights where we go and, you know, have a great time, take a night out of the town, but it has to be consistent and it has to be a part of your schedule. So Carol, what is kind of your date night plan every week or every two weeks? 
we pretty much, we try to, it's usually a Friday or a Saturday that we just try to get away with. It's just me and him without the kids and just have that time with each other and to talk. And sometimes we might, you know, maybe see something on Facebook or come with a topic or something to talk about, about, you know, that will, or topic that encourage each other and just kind of talk mm-hmm. about sometimes those dreams, like, you know, what's coming up and what's next for our kids, you know, who's graduating next. We shouldn't talk about those kids, but we do, but you know, those <laughs> positive things and, that we should be getting excited about looking towards. And even, you know, when the kids are grown, what's, what's our big plan, you know, before you know it, they're going to be adults. So we have to have a plan to, you know, where, where we're going with this, you know, what does our future looks like? And so those, right. uh, those are ideas of what a date night looks like for us. So it's just reconnecting and have those in-depth conversations and just enjoying each other and, and being silly and not taking everything so seriously. Sometimes you just need a good laugh or just a movie, just a good laugh and chat about it over some dinner. It's just, just have fun again. It's to keep you reconnected and remind you to have fun because a busy life can leave you so frustrated and so drained. And you got to remind yourselves we're in this together and we want to enjoy right. it. It's simply just a simple concept of having fun. And sometimes I think right. people lose it when they get so busy. They lose what's the purpose? Why are we here? Why are we doing what we're doing? And we need to just have fun and have a good time. Right. And laughter is medicine. It's medicine on so many levels. And if we are not having fun, then we're really not seeing what the point is, right? And so we have to have that fun. Like you said, that's great advice. And we also need to be intentional about setting up those things. And I also love how you said, you know, you've said a few things that are basically free, like go to the park, Mm -hmm. watch a movie. And that movie can be, you know, your Netflix, your Hulu or YouTube has movies that are free. But there are so many avenues to have a low budget date night. So that's the next question I always get. Like, how can you afford to do a date night every week or every two Mm -hmm. weeks? Or, you know, as often as you're talking about. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about low budget, medium budget and larger budget date nights and what those could look like. So if you're taking notes, (laughs) I'm a teacher always. I'm I'm listening. I'm ready. Okay. So low budget dates, as Carol mentioned, could be a park, visiting a park. And there are tons of parks in anybody's area. And if they're not, then you're going to have to invest some gas to drive to some. But parks... And then you can also stroll around the mall. So nothing like going window shopping when you have no money because it (laughs) provides you with the opportunity to create some dreams. My -hmm. husband and I used to go window shopping all the time. Now we can maybe buy some of the things we used to look at, but we window shop and we talk about what we're going to do with that thing. Like, oh, I love those high heel shoes. I'm going to wear those to this event. Or I really like that, you know, couch (laughs) and crate and barrel or pottery barn. And we're going to put it in the living room. And so we go around, we test out things, we look at them, we see what we like and what we don't like, but that's all done in the mall with no intention of buying anything. We may have a $10 budget when we're in the mall and the $10 <laughs> to buy a Mrs. Fields cookie or, you know, some other type of thing that we want to buy a snack of some kind because we would have eaten at home, especially on a low budget. When we first got married, low budget was like our oh, name. We had oh, low budget oh, yeah. for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. You can relate. Oh, yeah. My early marriage budget is no joke. So then we would also go to museums and do the free parts. Now, some people don't know this, but you can go to a museum and walk around the front of the gallery if it's open to the public. 
And without buying a ticket, so you have to ask if that's allowed at that particular museum. And you can also go to the gift shop. And I love going to the gift shop of museums because it kind of gives you a preview of what's inside the museum and Mm -hmm. gives gives you a little taste of what you can see. But if you can't, if the museum has a cost and you can't afford the cost, then you can go to the gift shop of the museum and just browse around in the front part of the gallery before you go back into the ticketed area. Another free thing to do is to go to the library or the bookstore. Now, library is completely free, but the bookstore is also free, or you can purchase a small drink at the coffee shop of the bookstore, or, and I'm talking Barnes and Noble, or we love to go to Asheville, the mountains of Asheville, and they have historic bookstores there, and they have that hustle and bustle of activity. And there's Mm -hmm. a few places where you can sit down and literally pick a book off the shelf and just read. You can do that at any Barnes and Noble or Books a Million or other bookstore. So that's a low budget item as well. Anyway, those are kind of some free or low budget ideas. Carol, do you have any other free or low budget thoughts? Yes, sometimes on if you're near a college campus, because here we have FAMU, FSU, TCC, a lot of times they do have different low fees for maybe some type of play or chorus or band and also just free events um, in the community, parades, you know, with all the different holidays that you can do. So, you know, you just have to get maybe go online and look for free events in your location and they post events, through, you know, for a whole month calendar. You can look out online and you can find those events and go and have a really good time. It does, it's not about the money. It's the time. You got, your focus is spending time together and enjoying that time together. Right. Exactly. And so moving on to more medium budget items. So this is kind of that $25 and up budget, maybe up to about depending on your taste. But a medium budget activity would be going to the movies because as we know, movies cost, if you go like a matinee type movie, that could be $5. But Mm -hmm. up to a regular movie price ticket would be maybe $10. So going to the movies and picking a movie, if you get popcorn, that's another, you know, 10 to $12, depending on what theater you go to and then drinks or whatever. So movies are good medium budget type activity. Roller skating, bowling, any of those activities that involve physical action, those are good. Many shopping trips. So this is taking that mall idea and kind of going to the next level where you're going to buy a few things, maybe something for the house or something for your wardrobe. And each of you are going to buy something that the other one likes. And maybe that's the fun task of it. But then you get to spend a little money buying some item that you like, that your spouse likes for you or that y'all like together. Then here's where you kind of add in all the food. So you can eat out breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And those are great ideas just to have a quick date night on the calendar and you need something to do or you want to do something, but you don't know exactly what. Those are kind of those medium budget items that won't break your bank, but they're not free either. So Carol, do you have any other suggestions for those medium budget ranges? What I said before, like those plays, maybe there's, you know, you have to think about your interests. What are you interested in and taking turns? So if your spouse likes to play golf or if you do like plays, you just kind of sit down and say, okay, let's take turns. Okay, let's do something that you're interested in and you both make that effort to participate in. You know, my husband loves sports. So maybe going to a football game or something and sharing a team Mm -hmm. on with him, you know, and me, you know, I love I love a movie and do a little crying or something sentimental, you know, so he's patient and sit right there and has my tissues, tissues for me. Yeah, yes. I love it. 
Okay, good. And so some of the larger budget date nights could be a very nice dinner. So kind of like a fine dinner, you know, Ruth Chris's Steakhouse or Morton's or McCormick and Schmick's. I'm a vegetarian, so but I'm naming all the food, all the heavy meat places. But anywhere that is fine dining, that could be a nice experience. My husband and I are foodies. And so we like to try all the vegan and vegetarian places in our area or in any area that we go to. So that's another option for us. And it's an opportunity to try new restaurants, but you can go to a very nice dinner. You can also do day trips. So this is kind of up-leveling your budget, but you can do a day trip to another part of your state. We're fortunate in North Carolina to have the mountains, the Piedmont, which is kind of the flatlands, and then the beach all in the same state. Now to go from one side of the state to the other will take you about 10 hours, but... (laughs) You can definitely, or let's say eight, but you can definitely get to the mountains or the beach pretty quickly. And so for me, each of those would be two hours to the mountains, three hours to the beach. So you can take a day trip to either one of those areas or to another, you know, hot spot or tourist attraction in your area. You can also do a short overnight trip. So you go on that day trip, decide, oh, I want to stay over a night. That's, you know, going to cost you between 125 to $400 depending on your budget for hotel and food and things like that. So that's another larger budget type date night. Now we used to do this. We used to do boat cruises and we don't do them anymore, but I love to do those. Mm -hmm. But boat dinner cruises where you take a dinner cruise on a boat on maybe a man-made lake that might be in your area or not too far from your home and you have dinner. And so that whole thing might be two to three, well, three to four hours as an experience but it usually is a really cool experience. Have you ever been on a boat dinner cruise, Carol? Yes, I have. Those are That's a lot of fun. And like you said, it's, it's not something lavish, but it's something that's doable, you know, convenient when it's close and near you. So yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I enjoy, I enjoy yeah. that. And then you mentioned plays. And so we've taken in a few plays that have traveled, like Broadway plays that have traveled to different areas. And they come to our area, to Charlotte, North Carolina. And so that's an option because they sometimes range in price from 30 to $40 each to all the way up to 250 or higher. So that would be on the higher end in terms of your budget. Any kind of theater performances. I just saw a wonderful performance. It was a different take or spin on hip hop fairy tales. And that was so cool. And so that performance, you know, was probably in the $20 range, but you know, two people that be $40 plus the food and parking and things like that. So. You want to plan for that when you're budgeting your date night. And then I love to go to comedy shows. So my husband and I, we find out, you know, which comedians are coming to the area, to our local comedy club. And then we may go by there and, you know, hear that comedian because I love comedy and I love good quality comedians. So all of those are ways to mix it up and prevent things from getting boring, but making sure you're preserving your date night and your time with your spouse or your partner. Because again, If you're not nurturing that relationship with some type of intimate experience dating each other, then someone else could have access to that intimacy opportunity with your partner, your spouse. And that's what you Mm -hmm. don't want. You want to put yourself in the position to make sure as a mom that you're taking care of or your husband or your spouse is taking care of those things and you all are working together to establish your time to create intimacy and to create a date night for yourself. So Carol, do you have any other thoughts, tips, suggestions, or advice for our listeners? Um, yes. A good thing to remember is don't compare yourself to other people. 
Because sometimes we can look at other people that we know in our families, in our churches, on social media, and, you know, you see that they did the lavish trip, but you're not there yet. So, yeah, you may have to do the free things and your time will come that, you know, your time too will come. But, you know, you have to be patient and wait for those things and dream together. So don't compare yourself to other people. Just look at your life and what works for you and your companion and see how you all can come together, reconnect and have a good time. Exactly. That's all we're saying. All right. So does that sum everything up? Yeah. I mean, I think we're good. I just want to make sure everyone knows that when you are focusing on your date night life, that you are adding value to your relationship and that continues to fill your pot as a busy mom. So it's super important. Awesome. Great topic. Great topic. So many gems to take home with us. Well, thanks for listening to the 210 Podcast, where we shine light on topics for busy moms. Be sure to leave a comment and share this podcast with your family and friends. Make sure you follow 210 Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.